surprise! More Lucifer content. As you might remember, we went to Lux 2. And that event was supposed to happen way back when we actually started with the Lucifer podcast. As you may have heard before, Lux2 is an event run by Starfury. Starfury Conventions is run by Sean, who knew about this podcast. And... I mean, obviously he did because we never shut up about it. Really? And he offered us this opportunity. He introduced us to three absolutely amazing guests at the con. Mike Costa, Ildi Modrovic and Joe Henderson. You might have heard those names before. Really? I have no idea who they are. Might we find out later? <laughs> yes. Do we do introduction in the in No, the I don't think we do. Okay, so Mike, Ildi and Joe are all writers for Lucifer. And Ildi and Joe specifically were the showrunners for the entire show. So if you have heard those names before, this is why. And Sean, on our behalf, asked them if they'd be willing to sit down with us for a bit of chat at some point during the weekend. And as you are about to witness, they were willing to sit down with us. And not only to sit down, down with us. No, they gave us a proper interview. So this was our very first interview with them and we enjoyed every single second with them. They were amazing. They took the time. They answered so many of our very, very uh, us questions. But because <laughs> this was our very first interview, we did have some tech issues that we tried to fix in post. It's not as perfect as we would like, but I think it is okay. Hopefully you can understand every single word because, boy, every single word said in this interview has been such a great experience. So please do enjoy the next 35 minutes. Thank you so much for doing this. Of course. We have been covering Lucifer for three years. We have our three years anniversary on Tuesday. Hey, it's awesome. released episode one, which just so happens to be two weeks before the original Lux 2 was supposed to happen. Ah. Yes. Yep. We have so. covered every single episode in excruciating detail, over 120 hours of content. Oh, oh my gosh. And All that's right. without the things that we cut out because we didn't want to make three hour long episodes. Yeah. Well, yes, we did, but. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we went through the entire show, episode by episode by episode. And while we talked about it, we wrote down questions that we decided were interesting. Amazing. And important. In the show. Mm -hmm. Mainly yeah. important. Very, very important. Yes, of course. Questions. Only important Vital. questions. Vital. So if you don't mind, we would go chronologically. Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. Start with season one. We have to oh. dust off some cobwebs here. Oof. Okay, let's do it. And one question that especially I hyperfixated on is where does Lucifer get his money from? Yes. Because his favors are never about money. Mm. Yes. Well, not that we see, but exactly. for five years he was giving out a bunch of favors and who's to say what was happening with that. So. Also, Lucifer has been to earth occasionally over the centuries yeah. and put money into investments and stocks. And then over hundreds of years, I feel like he owns a bunch of just parking lots or something. <laughs> so he's business savvy. Right. Or I don't even know if you have to be business savvy if you like buy if you put money in a bank account three hundred years ago. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, well, the if you bought pizza mix, or <laughs> right. you know, if you bought like you know Beverly Hills, right? Like, you know, buy real estate. One hundred and fifty <laughs> years ago. Now this it's... is a nice view. I'll own it. <laughs> I think he basically right? he charmed a bunch of wonderful women and then they left him in his will. I think that too. <laughs> wow, that works. Yeah, and men. And yeah. Men. Oh uh, yeah, charmed them all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And anything in between. Damn right. Yep. 
But yes, his wealth is essentially infinite at mm-hmm. the point of the oh, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems so. Yeah. So yeah. That was one of the fun things. we we, we always talked about like yeah. exploring it, but then we were like, eh, it's just fun that he has it. <laughs> it's also the, never has to worry. Yeah. the magic pockets, because he can pull out a rat of money, but it doesn't show yeah. up. Yeah. It's yeah. the TARDIS pockets. It's TARDIS <laughs> It has been established. It's like yeah. Mary Poppins, it's just like... <laughs> All right, bug good. of holding. So uh, throughout the first three seasons specifically, uh, we got, well, I own the DVD box sets and mm-hmm. there's a lot of cut scenes. Yes. So we were wondering what was the process behind some uh, of the cutting because there is specifically, for example, a scene where Dan and Malcolm have a really intense conversation where, we, 12. where yeah. we actually learn why Dan agreed to working with Malcolm, oh, hmm. which didn't make it to the show. I don't and for us, it was really confusing watching the episode because we were like, what's going on? And then we saw the cutscene and we're like, oh. That's interesting. Why. Interesting. Time. Yeah. Largely time. Especially the first three seasons, we were on network TV and we have to fit into a time slot. Always cut for time. Yeah. And you just got to choose your battles. So it's like, okay, will they maybe be confused about Dan's motivation? Yes, but like... Will everything else thread through? Okay, well, that's the that's the clarity we have to lose. Okay. Okay. So, time travel has been mentioned already at this convention. And Earth, Heaven, and Hell have very different time ratios. Mm-hmm. How does it work and how does it relate to each other? Well, how as you saw on the panel, we have very clear <laughs> Joe's got this. rules. <laughs> Joe, pull out your notebook. Yeah. 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 I've kept track of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Hell moves faster. Earth was at its time. Heaven can do whatever the fuck it wants because it's heaven. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that Good. we, the one it's thing like, that we did talk about so. is that you know every angel kind of has their manifestation, uh, self actualized power. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And Rory's was to go back in time to see her father. That was what it was. So it wasn't necessarily, I mean, even though it technically is time travel, it wasn't necessarily about the mechanics of time travel. It was about the emotional experience of her getting to, in this moment of intense anger and frustration, go back and see the person and confront the person that she was that angry about. She'd spent her life wanting to confront him. And it wasn't that she could travel anywhere at any time. She could right. go, like, hang out with the dinosaurs. And she wanted <laughs> right. one thing. Unless she intensely missed the dinosaurs. <laughs> Unless she really so And blamed them for abandoning her. In oh, which case, yeah. now we finally have the movie. <laughs> so I, I think it... I, with the dinosaurs. I'm not sure how clear it was in the show. I think it was probably clear, but maybe not. But we didn't want to ever give the impression that Rory can just travel through time however she likes. Right. It was yeah. this one thing that happened. That came through fairly right. clearly. Right. Jurassic Rory. Done. <laughs> <laughs> one ginormous thing in Lucifer is, of course, the music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we did an extensive list. We wrote down all the songs. Wow. Whoa, artists, amazing. everything. We have a spreadsheet. There's a Spotify playlist. <laughs> awesome. That has all of the songs I would that actually, were available. I'll listen to that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would like that link. <laughs> it's a good playlist. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so one of the most iconic first ones was All Along the Watchtower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did the song come first to you guys and you were like, okay, this needs to be in there. And then you wrote the scene or did you write the scene and be like, wait, that's all. I'm trying to remember how that. It was seen first. Yeah. Sure. I think wow. we knew he would be playing a song because we were very, especially in the first couple of seasons, we were very careful where we picked where the songs would be because we knew the network didn't necessarily love it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we couldn't just do it when early on. Early on. Later on, they got it. Yeah, More. and this was still beginning of season two. 
So I think it was like, well, we're yeah. gonna have a song in this episode and this one, and we're gonna was have that, a song was that, here. Was that Jason's? That was mine. That was Yours. it. Was season one premiere? Yeah. Season okay. two. Or season two. Season two. I, I think I think we cho- we chose the song first. first yeah, yeah. And then we hesitated on the song because then we got Trisha, uh-huh. and it's very famously associated with Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. And then it was like, okay, is this confusing? Mm. But we loved the song. We loved what it meant. We loved the sort of melancholy beauty of it. I and wish I could remember who suggested it. I don't yeah. remember. It I works mean, incredibly well. Like yeah. when you go through the lyrics, you can actually match the lyrics to the various characters. Mm-hmm. A lot of times right, Tom. Yes. Who, who... Yeah, it, Tom brings us songs like, he may have brought us that I one. Think, I feel like he did. Yeah. I'm just going to say it was us because Tom <laughs> gets too much credit for it. <laughs> That's right. It was us. Deservedly. <laughs> so, speaking of the music, you wrote the episode Cinnamon, I believe? Season 3, episode 9. I that things oh no oh, it was no. a story, story editing they're all out of order that was anyway me. yeah that Cinnerman was was it Jason uh, it was maybe Jason was Cinnerman and then uh, Sherry was Sinbin right? Sherry and yeah. me Sherry yeah myself we wrote that one together That's I have a question yeah. okay. why isn't the song Cinnerman in the episode Cinnerman because we'd already had it we but you had, like Tom. you yes. had the cover yeah right. the original yeah yeah you had Tom singing it it was the first song yeah. that he covered yes. right yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the first one. and then uh, I was just really missing it I mean if you're gonna name an episode <laughs> the Cinnerman I don't where's remem- the song I don't remember even discussing having the song I, I think I think we all felt that it. even though it was Tom's cover and it wasn't the original I think we felt like We've heard this already, and it, having heard it, and then now hearing the original, we didn't want to connect it to that moment in season one, mm-hmm. okay. because oh, yeah. Lucifer in that moment didn't know about the Sinner Man, and, and I think it, was, it may have been too much of a connection. Yeah. We still connected it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. By, the, by the way, understandably, because it's the name of the song and the character, yeah. but we didn't want to overly uh, connect it. Both versions. Ah. Nice. So, Tom's is better, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, obviously. No, I mean, Nina Simone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard, hard to beat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hear she's pretty good. She's so right. <laughs> yeah. She's got feature. And that episode her. you definitely wrote is season four, episode five. Yes. And it's Expire the only eyes. episode we see Tom Lucifer smoking. Usually it always cuts away before you actually see him smoke. Is that so? Is and this is the oh, only it's because scene. it's when he's dying, right? Is yes. That? Yes. Him, yes, uh, yes. Smoke the joint. Oh yeah, oh, that's, that's what it different. was. Yeah. yeah. Then cigarettes, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. People. Have Can I talk about that? Can yeah. we talk about what? Sure. So we had we weren't allowed to show Tom smoke cigarettes. Yeah. We could show him holding a cigarette. Yep. And like ashing it, we could not show him actually taking a drag. We could show him exhaling smoke. We could not show him taking a drag. Wow. It was a studio thing. I actually, by the way, I'm a fan of it. And a joint is okay. A joint's okay. A joint's okay because it's not tobacco. Because the tobacco, there's this real feeling of like we've glorified smoking cigarettes for so long that we just can't do it anymore. And it was a mandate from the studio. And we would be like, yeah, but he's the devil. It's all about sin and vice. And like, but doesn't matter. The he's the hero shopping. of the show. So you can't Kid, Yeah. You like teens will watch it and yeah. they'll be like smoking is I cool. Be, I want to look like uh, Honestly, I 100% support it. I as well. I'm just surprised. One is okay and the other isn't. I know. Well, well one has... Is more is linked to cancer and one isn't. One is medicinally applicable somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. One kills you and one does not. Also, I don't. (laughs) Other than that, though. (laughs) I don't think it was a coincidence that we showed him smoking the joint. We hadn't shown him that doing that before because before we were on Fox and their standards were a little bit more strict on drug use and Netflix was less so. Okay. Yeah. Good. 
Good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's more. <laughs> and there's more. I love this. <laughs> but wait. Uh, so there felt to be a story behind Eve's clothing. The first time we see her, oh, and then the beginning. She's wearing a lot of white, and then it kind of starts evolving towards red. That was mm. large. That was. We will give the credit yep. largely to Inbar yep. because we first wanted to put her in red. Yes, because we were like Eve. Eve should wear red, and she was like, you know, what do you guys think about white? Starting white, and then moving towards things like red, and then mm-hmm. eventually sort of like black leather, and you know, so that was the arc of her yeah. character, and she really wanted her clothes to to show that, and, and it worked so well. Yes, her in that really first did. scene <sighs> in that white dress. But I remember because like we were at least I was a little hesitant because mm-hmm. I loved the red dress idea, mm-hmm. and then we saw that the white dress, and you're like, amazing. And yeah. I remember that too, talking about it when we were talking about the episode. I had such a vivid image in my mind of her wearing a red dress. Mm-hmm. And then when we saw the footage of her wearing the white dress, I was like, oh no, that is it. And I also remember, and this might just be me being crazy and in my own head, but I also remember thinking, because we don't say who she is in that episode. She just shows up at the club. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, well, if she's not wearing red, like red is somehow going to tell the audience who she is. Yeah. Like, And then when she was in the white dress and she walked in, for whatever reason, I thought, oh no, I... I know who she is. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know who she is somehow. I don't know how. The Apple Tini doesn't the apple tini. Sure, but, yeah. you, but I even feel like maybe you get a sense before she orders the Apple Tini it, of who there's that a, might There's be. a lot of kind of innocence in, especially the way Inbar portrays her at oh. the beginning. Yes. She, she, and that was, again, so much her interpretation of the character. I think yeah. we saw her we like, oh, she, temptress you know and and she she saw herself so in such an innocent mm-hmm. light and it oh, because it Eve isn't so the well. temptress no, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and by the way kudos to Chris Rafferty who was the one who had watched in bar on um, imposters and literally she was the only person we ever considered for the role because we, well we had early conversations like who could this be and Chris was just like it's her. He's like, I got, I got the yeah, perfect I remember, person. Yeah, I, and he, he like had certain things queued up to show us. It was amazing. Was like, yeah. It was like yeah. a presentation, presentation. on why it must be in bar. Yeah. yeah. And he was right. Yeah. She was amazing. perfect. Yeah. We had a lot of very strong disagreements Ooh. on oh. recording oh, okay. on various things. <laughs> and one of the things we fought about <clears throat> quite a lot. Fought we never fought. The Debated. Daniel Espinosa naked and afraid. Okay. Uh-huh. uh-huh. About the plan. Yeah. When did Lucifer devise the plan? The exact plan. And the exact moment. Is it when he is handed the folder by Chloe Mm -hmm. and he takes it? Or has he started planning this months in advance? And orchestrated the file. I can tell you that if you go back and watch... What episode? 508. 508. He's... Designing the plan. Yeah, the board. Oh, we have screenshots of yeah. all yes. that, and you can yeah. see parts of it stuff hidden written but on that, the board. That was my opinion. That's but. correct. Yes. Yeah, that folder but. is but. part of the plan. Yeah. yeah. Ha. See, the folder <laughs> is part of the plan. <laughs> the folder. So that. Oh, what did I say? You said. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I thought that he gets handed this folder and thinks and this is the face, moment and his face goes this is perfect I and see at what this you're point saying. the plan that has been made right. and prepared 
goes into uh, motion because I the opportunity. Yes. Mm, and I, I said no. No, no. No, this was this was Damn, long Lucif- in the making. Lucifer knew it was gonna be this day. You will actually okay. notice yes. Lucifer never lies exactly. in that scene. Oh yeah, that's yeah. True. but he very carefully doesn't say certain things like like that would that would contradict anything because but he, he knows a, everything. He's a very good actor then. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But he also, I Lucifer? think, yeah, I've no, always, not dumb, obviously, yeah. but, <laughs> but Lucifer himself. No, horrible. Yeah. I've always felt that if Lucifer, you know, he's so sort of guileless and mm. and like in a way innocent and and almost like an open book. But it's always seemed to me that if he really wants to do something, that he'll do it flawlessly, hyper focused. Yeah, and yeah. that's what this is. Like he is a good actor because this is what he wants to have happen, and. Uh, when I was writing that episode, when I was writing the script, Chris Rafferty, who wrote 508, was on set and they were designing the whiteboard. Amazing. And he would call me and yeah. be like, give me some – I want to put actual things that happen on this whiteboard because this is the plan that Lucifer is making. So we did coordinate and make sure that there were things on that whiteboard. We which went you've seen. through yes. everything. We did Chris will, Chris will appreciate that because he <laughs> was the, so much he was the yeah. master of background detail. Both sides. Like, like he that. gets flipped over at some point. Yes. So you freeze frame it and you yes. try to sharpen the image. And mm-hmm. then weeks later it just gets published and all the work was for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was training was my job. I, I would listen to it when she was talking, when I was editing it. Yeah. Sometimes even when she was talking about it. It's just a lot of information. <laughs> it is <laughs> a lot. So we don't just hyper-focus on the things we see inside. We also hyper-focus on the things around it, behind it, above and beyond it. Mm-hmm. So Uriel dies. Yeah. And then it's just like, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. So where do angels Go and demons. Where does their essence go in the Luciverse? That is a very tricky question to answer, and that's one reason why when Uriel dies, he dies by Azrael's blade, because in that case he's gone. Like that's why it's so tragic. Is Azrael's blade is one of the few things that can actually just destroy someone. Yeah. So it's nothing. Nothing. They actually cease existing. Yeah. Right? We. They don't go to heaven. They don't. Move but only with that blade. Right. We talked about this a lot because it was like, well, what happens if Lucifer gets killed? Well, then it, at first it was, well, he'll go back down to hell and he'll get stuck there. He can't come out again. So that's that's the stakes of yeah. that, right? That's why you don't want him to die. But it eventually came to the point where it's where we were like, yeah, but now he That's can kind of, yeah, yeah or like he'll pop bad. his wings out and fly. Back. Yeah, now well, when, he got, when he got his wings back, deal. when he got his wings back or a deal, he could just leave. So now there's no who cares if he gets killed? He can't be killed. He's immortal now, and that means that there's no real stakes to any danger. He's never in danger. So. <laughs> That's when we developed the idea of Azrael's blade as a weapon that actually could kill him for real and my kill hope other was, people. My hope was because Azrael's blade also is able to cut open the portal to the other dimension. Yes. Right. And it's not just nothing, but that there's something. Well, and we'd also, I should say, we had talked about that because there was always the version of what if Azrael's blade, we revealed, does lead somewhere. Yeah. So that would be. Interesting. I mean, who's to say everyone that thinks that it absolutely destroys someone? Who's to say that Uriel isn't in Mom's dimension? That would be that, my wishful thinking. Yeah. 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 Well, even yeah. though he was a and actually, that's right. We talked was. about that too. We t- yeah. yeah, yeah. But so. then Gabriel would probably know that. Would have known, but maybe. Uh, and she never has no, she, she hasn't been there. Though. The best no, gossip. Yeah. Yeah. The best gossip is the gossip that you keep to yourself. Or she told people, but no, you didn't see that. Nobody cared because nobody liked Uriel. But honestly, one of the challenges of the show just to, to you know show behind the curtain is 
is that, like, to a certain extent, especially once Lucifer had wings, you know, when they would get hurt, the truth is, like, if they died, we didn't, like, the answer is either they go to hell or heaven, mm-hmm. both which places they could easily leave again. And so we just didn't talk about it. In the same way, it's like, <laughs> well, what about Jesus Christ? The answer is, don't talk about don't, yeah. it. Yeah. Play with the fear of death. And just not actually address it, except for in the moment of Azra's blade. I like to picture Uriel uh, just riding centaur people around. I'm good with that. And being fed cheese. I asked Tisha about the universe for mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she was a lot of cheese. A lot of cheese for the centaur people. Yeah. 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 Centaur Dan was like... Centaur Dan was... The ongoing joke is that, like, she basically... She built the centaur world, built Centaur Dan. She rides Centaur Dan, and you can interpret that sentence however you want. (laughs) But whatever, when... what, What happens when God gets there... I mean, I'm pretty sure that's just it's a fun... It's called holy. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Really yep. nice throuple. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of holy, you actually had a really Great transition. nice um, representation of queerness Thank you. on the show. Mm-hmm. And one of the things... So I'm queer. And one of the things I noticed, and I don't know if it was deliberate, and I really hope it was, when Mace is catfishing Eve, her name is Steve. Yes. And one of the anti-queer... Yep. Slogans is Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was it deliberate? Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so, I'm so happy. So yes. happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's like that's like Maze going like this. Yes. Yeah. 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 Seriously, I was like, awesome. Oh, that makes me happy. Goosebumps. I do too. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Maze, mm-hmm. and now we're skipping to season six. Okay. Um, we obviously would listen to all the different languages that were, that were introduced throughout the series and everything, and. For a while, Mace, when she was speaking the demon language, she would speak Africans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at one point... In season six, in season episode six, seven. <laughs> she speaks Dutch. Does she? Apparently. I mean, they're very related, Afrikaans and Dutch, right? They're, they're very... Re- but but also colonialism. Yeah, yeah ob- obviously, yes. as we all know. Yeah. I, I study languages, and so we speak sure. neither, but it does not sound the same as the other things she says. It should. I mean, uh, and according to the internet, it's Dutch. When Leslie Ann and I discussed it, it, it was always Afrikaans. Yeah, but, that's yes. what we thought. Um, She's South African. So. But apparently, well, they're related because the Africa, the original Boers, the Afrikaans were Dutch settlers, and that's what the language <laughs> of sort of was rooted in. Yes, an unexpected answer to the question. <laughs> but I don't know specifically because I don't. You know, Leslie Ann would come up with that herself. Yeah. it's not like we wrote oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Leslie Ann, and I think that what Leslie Ann was doing is similar to what what's his name who plays Borat. Um, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, when he speaks Kazakhstani, he's actually speaking a combination of like Israeli and other, but he doesn't really speak any of these languages fluently, so he's just sort of like throwing in words. And I, I think that's what yeah. Leslie Ann was not. I, Leslie Ann could probably speak Afrikaans, no. but I don't think that she was speaking it in like discernible sentences. I think she was mixing and matching different yeah. sounds. Because so, she didn't want it to be that, oh, that's the language of Exactly. Demons. Yes. Which was our fear. Yes. Yeah. She yeah. just wanted it to be something she could say. You know what else is great about that is that she. That we didn't put anything on her voice to make it lower or anything. She she do does that. that. She was able to sort of drop go it just crazy often. When you speak another language, you have a different timber. It's right? in yeah. German. I sound different. Mm. Same with me in Czech. It's, Interesting. It's just sits yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. 
kommt darauf an, was ich dir jetzt erzähle, aber die deutsche Sprache hat einfach eine etwas andere Tonlage. Sogar wenn ich heiser bin, deswegen... Zatímco, když já mluvím česky, tak mám posazený hlas někde jinde, protože rozumím tomu, kam si mám posadit hlas. Wow. All right. Wow. So, I, yeah. That is one of the things. C. That's awesome. <laughs> C. 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 And because I studied three different languages at school, I actually have a different pitch in each of them. Wow. What was the other language? French and Spanish. Oh, okay. So uh, when I, don't know if I still have that, but when I used to speak those languages, it would be in a different, slightly different pitch. I think that my English, because it's becoming more of my main language now, uh, is coming closer to my Czech language, Czech sound. Interesting. But yeah, other than that, French, it's like, do you love you? It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that strange? Where? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have all the Oh. We've just ruined your podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we do this all the time. Okay. We go off. I do that all the time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's why we have over 50 hours of bonus content. <laughs> so, this is a writer question actually for Chris Rafferty, but we have you guys, so we're asking it to you. Yeah. Yeah. We might know Because this is actually a point of contention on the internet. Oh. And so, we were very, very curious. Totally Chris's fault. Yeah. <laughs> to be very clear. Yeah. So, season six, episode nine is when we learn that Chloe is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And after we learn that she's pregnant, we see her on the beach and we see her drink and uh, get drunk. Yep. No, we do not. No. She acts tipsy. That's what you is, say. Which is what no. Nope. She's said. happy. And That's what I say. She's happy. She is overjoyed. We actually talked about mm-hmm. this quite a bit. Yeah. And she's not drinking, is she? She has yes. a champagne, but it's uh, alcohol oh, oh, free. Yeah. Okay. By the way, Chris was very. I, the, I my, my guess is there is a bottle on that set. That is a alcohol-free champagne bottle. Whether or not you Freeze see it. framing. I, I don't know if it made it in there, yeah. but I'm guessing Chris made sure that prop was, like was there. That, that yeah. cider stuff. Yeah. You know, because that, he was yeah. he was very. Because this is one of the like Reddit thread yeah. discussions. Yeah. Like, oh, why would that yeah, show you, you guys, you guys didn't go for my hard-hitting episode about fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> if, if, So yeah, no, it's uh Chris was very, very uh diligent on it. Yes. And so yes. yeah. She's just, she's she's just happy. Good, good. Are you good? <laughs> I'm gonna take this one. Um, yeah, go for it. Speaking of details okay. and Rory and being vigilant, uh, yes, vigilant, diligent, 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 vigilant or diligent, vigilant. Yes. Okay. <laughs> When <laughs> Chloe is dying, we see a mantelpiece in the background. Mm-hmm. Here's a picture of Dan. So does that mean Rory knew who Dan is before she went back in time? <gasps> Ooh. Because she, it seems her half sister, yeah. right? Her dad. Her dad was Dan. Is yeah. Dan? And it that her pretending to not know him because timey wimey? Hmm. Or did you, you know, know, that was Ildi's section? So I'm gonna throw <laughs> that to. Uh... Oh, Quite think about that. No, we, we definitely had Dan on that mantelpiece. Yes, we yeah, had Trixie yeah. on the mantelpiece. We had, yeah, we had freeze frame. Uh, I mean, it does make sense because she would grow up with Trixie as her half sister, exactly. and even if she didn't have a picture of Dan on the mantelpiece, she would know who Dan was. Also, yeah, they Trixie's loved Dan. Dan. Trixie loved Dan. I think they she would just talk didn't him. care. I think that's more what it is. She just didn't care when she goes down the hill. She didn't care. I feel like we did talk about it. Yeah. So. I think we did. Yeah. And I think it was it. We, it gave away the ball game too much. 
Because you don't know that that you don't know she's from the exactly. future yet. Yeah. So she can't be like, hey, Yo, Dan, <laughs> I know who you, I know all this stuff. It, it was too much of a... Should we just reveal the truth? Uh, <laughs> Rory has face blindness. <laughs> and okay. I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> but that's the truth. Is like she actually has no idea who anyone is because she actually <laughs> she has face blindness. She has a smoothie face. Yeah. So she it's identifies like, people by yeah. their smell. <laughs> and there's no smell in hell. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's, don't, an, ex- don't that's an exclusive yeah, for this podcast. I didn't, I mean, we, we've kept the secret for Rory for all this time. Once somebody speaks, she might be able to recognize yeah, But she like, wouldn't oh, recognize yeah, Dan's voice because she, she never knew him. Yeah. She never Only knew him in life. Yeah. 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 You, you got it out of us. That all makes sense. <laughs> Strong muscle. Don't <laughs> overthink. Yeah. That's right. I don't know where that Okay, so. Final question. Final question. Okay. And this is a big one. Oh. So, uh, after each season, we would sit down, had a lot of alcohol, and we would do what became known as a summoning episode, because my English is not my first language, okay. instead of summarizing. where we summoned up the whole Summed. season. Summed. See, and that's why it became a summoning episode. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were like, we summoned the devil. No. Okay. No, no, no. Not this time. This is no. going to take a turn, <laughs> but I'm in. Okay. But as we would go through these, through these debates a lot of interesting questions would pop up. And one of these would be, what is the exact system in hell now? Ah. Because how long does it take to get to the to the point that you're allowed to go to therapy? Do you have to suffer th- first? Are you in a limbo? All of these things. Great question. Great question. So please. how does it work? Yeah. Does I, it work? I don't think anybody needs to go through any punishment. I think you're immediately qualified for... Except for Michael's therapy. Except for Michael. Michael's doing penance. That's true. And and like Linda's listen, ex. there's the the Hitlers of the world also are fucks. So. But he, yeah, but Linda's <clears throat> ex is going back into his loop. Well, he is. He was originally. Well, he's, because he's, he's going through his therapy loop. So yes. what we're trying to establish <laughs> in the new thing is that basically hell loops have become therapy loops, which is what they realize is to a certain extent what Dan, if Dan had gone through his hell loop, he'd know what his main torture point exactly. was. Yes. And what, one of the re- revelations from that is, okay, torture points are actually weirdly making you try to face your issues in the same way for uh, Mr. Setoutpitch. Yeah. But the problem is they weren't designed to get you to the point of revelation. They were designed to get you to the point of pain. But what Lucifer did is took that and turned it from torturing you with it to allowing you to face the thing that you were either most afraid of or feeling guilty of. And so what they did is they reframed it and retrained the demons to take a bad thing and turn it into something that created growth. To essentially do what Lucifer was doing with Lee yes. Yes. during his hell loop. The other demons are doing that in other people's hell loops and then you also can at some point talk to Lucifer or other qualified demon therapists yes. which you would have eventually yeah. well they're all learning yeah that's <clears throat> a tiny question what are all the demons doing now so they're doing constructive yes. therapy yes. yes do they like that you know we, we had talked about that like some like it some don't <laughs> some have really grown to love it some are great at it like squee excellent uh, but like you get this like, like the, the fun of it is like it's actually what they always used to do and we always talk about this like the idea that some demons like would rebel against it and hate it but also some of them would be like I find this really fulfilling some of them might grow the equivalent of a soul in the same way that Maze did being pushed outside of their boundaries and so like, we, we like the idea that like hell when Lucifer landed in hell it reflected himself self-hatred self-torture it now reflects him in a different way self-growth that includes the demons. So. And not all souls are going to be ready to forgive themselves. Right. It's or a process. Or let go that of can... their guilt. 
So not, I wouldn't say everybody is like immediately in therapy, you know, it's, it's those who want to, who are willing to, cause it's all about self-actualizing and, and you put yourself in hell and you put yourself in heaven. And so it's ultimately up to you, which is the same as us on earth, right? It's like, everything's up to us and how we, you know, if we want to get better, if we want to, you know, forgive ourselves. I love that actually. There's a lot of learning that can be taken away from the show yes. on a therapy level without being in therapy because sadly therapy is still not as accessible mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. it should be. Yeah. But you mentioned Dan. Why did Dan not go through his loop once? Because it takes a while for Ames to let Lucy know. Yeah, luckily Dan was stuck in a really thick queue. On the way. <laughs> so that's what, because we talked about it. We're like, oh shit, there's a period of time where Dan could have been tortured for thousands of years. Unfortunately, there's only so many demons to go around, yeah. and so Dan was stuck just waiting for his turn. And then, like literally, he was first up. And Lucifer flew down and grabbed him, pulled him out of line. He was in like a hell coma where he didn't know <laughs> he was like being stored until. Time. So was he in, like a so same space as Chloe was when she died, like in a just white light? Oh, that's, Ooh, that's yes. <laughs> yeah. More of a gray light, like a yeah, grayish. that's like a waiting room. You yeah. sit like the in the waiting place. You sit in a waiting, yeah. yeah. You sit in a waiting room for yeah. a while, and then you go to one place or another. And Dan was just sitting there for a while. Yeah, but also un unaware of it, so that it wasn't its own version of torture. Yeah, but it was also that time moves normally there. So you sit there for a couple hours. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Forced to watch a really bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> What would be the really bad movie? It have to be, to it's purgatory. So it have to be like a perfectly okay movie, right? Yeah. Like it, it was like, like it was like one of the okay weaponizer sequels. Yeah, it's like yeah, <laughs> it's like it's, it's like seventy or sixty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. You know, like right. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There are so great shit movies out there, though. No, there are. Yeah, but, but that's wrong. That's, but it's that's one, heaven. But it's one that Dan feels ambivalent about. Yeah. It's, uh, I'll pass the so time. So everybody Bones. who's there is seeing their own <laughs> mediocre like music. Yes. 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 Yeah. But also Bones is really good, so that's Bones a good happy good. medium. So. Right in the middle. Yeah. yeah. For him. Bones is really I, I'm good. I'm not going to jump on the Bones bit because it's, it's, I Another grew up watching it. Oh. And I love the show so much. And you got... Um, Patricia, uh, Patricia Belcher for one of your episodes, who and she oh, yeah. plays yes. a really yeah, yeah, big yeah. character on yes. Bones, and yes. I was like, "That is on purpose." No, that was lucky. That was lucky. We found out about that, and we were like, "Oh, this is awesome." The one thing on purpose though was when we actually literally got an actor who had oh, yeah. played a killer yeah. on Bones. Did you? Notice oh my that? god! Uh, yeah. Yes. yes, she noticed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I yelled about it for. A I mean, I'm glad because like I think six people did, that and was, we spent so much it time. It was so hard to yeah. make sure that we could Lots find someone who He's... had played a killer on Bones, but big and enough. was available yeah. to do the show. The days we needed oh, and would do it, and yeah. and and to get permission, yes, that from we Fox. could from Fox that we could actually do that, but it was worth it. It made me so happy. It's one I'm of the greatest go. things. That was my hill that I almost died on because, like, <laughs> I at, remember. Yeah, it got to the point where I was almost like, I mean. I don't even. I didn't care about this too much until you guys made me fight for it, and now it, I, it is the only thing I live for. I'm gonna get bones in here. And credit to Hart Crane. He was or no Hart Hanson. Hart Hanson. Hart Crane's an old poet, but Hart Hanson. He was he was into it, but it was Fox that had to give the final approval. The, the nicest thing Hart did is he re, he's like, you guys can make fun of us all we want, you want, and I'm like, because he's like he's like, listen, yeah. I get it. Like it's it's you know some people think it's kind of silly, and I'm like, oh no, Hart. No. This is a love letter. We're not making fun of it. And he's like, Absolutely. sure. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. No, no, no. 
this is there is there is nothing but love in this, and he was so happy when he finally saw it because he's like, oh, that was really nice. <laughs> so good. Yeah, because a lot of people are like, and oh, bone clues, blah blah blah. I also <laughs> really would love to see the sequel. More bones. The, the, yeah, more bones. More, more bones. bones. I I love the idea. I mean, I think Chris Please has a, Chris has a show bible for it. <laughs> they just brought it up to uh, Emily Deschanel, who had not no idea about the show. Oh my uh, God. Matt Medovich, I think, oh, really? at TV Line was like, "Yeah." Um, he's like, "So do you know about more bones?" And she's like, "Excuse me." <laughs> and he's like, "The show Lucifer did a show where a time traveler revealed that more bones existed, and like read her the summary, and she's like, "That's amazing." Wow. <laughs> Yes, right. Right. Hello, agent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've already figured it out. <laughs> I mean, that would be like the top end of self-actualizing something. There it is. Yeah. 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 Seriously. But the problem okay. is, Hart would have to share a creative by credit with uh, us. us so. <laughs> Sorry. There you go. There yeah. are worse things. Yeah. You can have it. By the way, Hart, that's a gift. You can have it. <laughs> You're welcome. And with, Hart. on that note, <laughs> no, seriously, thank you guys thank you so much. So much thank for you. Your time. Yeah. This is very fun. When we started covering the show, I don't think we expected uh, to going as deep as we did. Uh huh. And uh, every episode, we did a deep dive on the songs. Every single episode, we picked one song. We did a deep dive. Learned so much about music. Awesome. Every episode, cool. I picked a random topic to do a deep dive. And for the final episode, I did a deep dive on free will. Okay. And it does not exist. It does not exist. Mm. Yes. It does not exist. It does. No. It does. It does. It does. If you listen to talk about free will for half an hour, you will also be convinced. Well, it's not half an hour. It's more like... 40 minutes. I choose to disagree. <laughs> I choose to disagree. Well, that's the great thing about science. It's not about believing. Oh! oh. I believe that's not true. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, this is fun. This was so much fun. The biggest thanks again to Mike, Ilde and Joe. And also to Sean from Star Fury for giving us this opportunity because otherwise I don't think we'd ever had this. Yeah. Well, hopefully we will have more interview opportunities in the future. Wink, wink. Bye. Bye. <laughs>